Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. In our last session, we re were reading the Gospel of John. In our last session, we read chapter 8. And at the end of that chapter, Jesus was speaking in the temple. And um, basically, he said, before Abraham was, I am. And the leaders of the Jews, the Jews there that were angry with him, some of them had believed in, pre in him previously, but had gotten angry at him for the things he was saying. And um, they picked up stones to throw at him. Basically, they, they wanted to stone him. Um, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. A little, just a little minor miracle, poof, to get out of there. Because uh, it wasn't his time. So uh, we're reading, uh, really just to understand what the events that are happening and what is being said. We're reading in uh, the Gospel of John. This is chapter 9, verse 1. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud, and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed, and came back seen. Now here Jesus is talking about, well, first of all, they're asking him, you know, there was a belief, and I don't, I don't think it was really scriptural, but it may have been a, you know, when something bad happened to you, either you had sinned, or your parents had sinned, and it was being you know, being carried down to you. And uh, Jesus saying that's really not the way it works. Um, but he was also saying, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So there is a use. God makes good use of everything. There is a use for everything. There is something good that comes out of everything. So, and then he's referring to when he will no longer be in the world but he's the light of the world. And let's see. So we go down to verse 8. The neighbors and those who had seen him before. Now we're talking about the, the blind man who Jesus had just healed and could see now. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but it is like him. Meaning it looks like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. I, so I went and washed and received my sign. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now, I don't understand exactly why they took him to the Pharisees unless it was just maybe that it was the Sabbath or maybe they had some concern. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, verse 13. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees, I guess it is because it was a Sabbath. Uh, so the Pharisees again asked him how, you ha how he had received his sight. And he said to them, 
he put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such things? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said he is a prophet. Let me read that again, because I didn't say that exactly right. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? The blind man said, The man who had been blind, he said he is a prophet. So here the Pharisees, it seems like they're upset because Jesus again had healed on the Sabbath and I guess that's just that was just very extremely uncool for them I don't get it um, I mean the Sabbath was you know anyway nonetheless the Sabbath was made as as you know for men to have a time to rest and reflect and to uh, devote to God and you know but it wasn't it shouldn't have been a point of condemnation for them that's, that's the same as we have with the Lord's Day now. It's 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 meant to be a day that we try to uh, uh, really put a lot of emphasis on the Lord, but it shouldn't be a point of condemnation for those who maybe you occasionally have something come up, or maybe your job is Sundays and you have to make another day of your week the Lord's Day, which could happen, and I'm sure it does happen to some people. And that's okay, you know, uh, don't tell me God doesn't understand that. He, he knows how things work better than we do. Anyway, getting off topic. So, um, verse 18. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents. Now, in these references, when they're saying the Jews, they mean the leaders here. Even if it was just the temple leaders, they mean the leaders, at least in this area, the leaders of the Jews. It's, it's just kind of odd that in John's Gospel, it says the Jews a lot. So, just mentioning that. Um, okay. So, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, basically to be the Messiah, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So here, they have they have this big threat looming over them. If they say anything that makes it sound like they believe Jesus is the Messiah, then they're going to uh, basically be excommunicated and not be allowed, you know, in the synagogue. Which for them, that is their one, you know, that's their one touchstone to God is the synagogue, the local synagogue, and then, you know, the temple. But if you're excommunicated, I imagine you can't go into the temple either. Kind of like, a, I wonder if that's where the Catholics get that type of thing. Anyway, um, maybe, that's, maybe that's where everybody gets that type of thing. I've just never believed much in excommunication. I don't know if that helps a lot. Now, there might be rare cases where it makes sense. Um, so, 
I guess that's an aside as well. So anyway, um, so here they're worried about that. So they're like, uh, ask him. Don't ask us. We don't know. <laughs> and it makes sense. I mean, like I said, they're really worried. You would think they would have cared a little more about their son, but we don't know their whole circumstance. So we just know a little bit. So for the second time, this is verse 24, So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Okay, this, this was probably a bad thing to say to these people. And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. So, this man, I mean... We don't know a lot about this this person, but this man really stood, I, and I guess if you had a miracle like that enacted on you, where you had been blind from birth and suddenly you could see, I mean, I guess that would be an overpowering thing, and he's really standing firm with these people, and I guess he doesn't care if they excommunicate him. He knows that if Jesus was not from God, he would not be able to do this, so it's, uh, but that's... You know, that's a good thing, that you, you stand firm in your belief like this. Um, but it's, you know, every time I read this, it's always surprising me that we don't know much about this guy, but he, you know, due to what Jesus had done for him, he really, he really shows a certain type of gratitude here, where he's like, well, obviously, Jesus is from God, you know, and these people don't want to see it. So, anyway going to move on to verse 35 Jesus heard that they had cast him out and having found him he said do you believe in the son of man he answered and who is he sir that I may believe in him Jesus said to him you have seen him and it is he who is speaking to you he said Lord I believe and he worshiped him Jesus said for judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see and those who see may become blind some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. So here, I mean, here this, this blind man, he was blind, born from birth. We should all be so grateful for the wonderful things in our lives. I know our our wonderful blessings and our miracles may not be of the same type 
to our human selves as, as this guy's. But we should all be so, um, I guess, not in, a, not in a bad way, but in a good way, we should all be so fervent in our belief and in our gratefulness and our gratitude. And, um, and then Jesus, talking to these Pharisees here, they're like, are we also blind? Well, you know, Jesus says, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. So, because they claim to see, they claim to know, you know, you're responsible for that. If you claim to know, and you claim to teach, and you claim to be the leader, and you claim to be the person, then you're responsible for that. That's, you know, you're responsible for those things, and, and you are held to a higher standard than those you are teaching and taking care of. That's just the way it is, and and you should be. It's right. That's right. That's the way it should be. So, and also it should be noted that some of the Pharisees actually did believe Jesus was from God, even as you noticed in their discussion earlier that uh, some of them, let's see, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, but others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such things? Because they knew. And and there was, I think there was a, at least a small amount of the folks on the council on the, in the Pharisees that realized that Jesus could not do those miracles if he was not from God. So, alright, so that is the Gospel of John, chapter 9. In our next session, we'll, uh, we'll be doing chapter 10. I don't have anything else lined up for that, so... Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. And, you know, I want to kind of change the way I end this. Um, I want to remind everybody that, uh, you know, God loves you. It doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter whether we're doing everything just right or if we're still a sinner just trying to follow the Lord and, and just feel like we're, you know, we're missing it here and missing it there, but we're, we're trying, we're trying to get better and do better. You know, God loves you. God loves us for, for that. So, so hope you have a wonderful day and God loves you.